0: And it's now 11.55 in the evening here in Metro Manila. And this is a viewer request episode of Mysterium After Dark. And due to popular demand, several people on my Instagram page requested that I do an episode on communing with the gods. And I think this is kind of an offshoot of my YouTube episode about the rise or the return of the old gods. So since people asked for it, I really don't mind um, just giving my sentiments on it. Now, um, this isn't coming from any particular text or this isn't coming from any formal uh, approach. I'm simply going to share to you all how I did it with my patron and some things that I learned Um, how it differs from what was expected before, and how you could implement it in your everyday life. Now, one common question people ask me, though, is that, can you work with a patron deity and still have another religion? And I like to say yes, because you may worship one deity and you could work with another, right? As long as you know where your heart is, that's completely fine. To further illustrate this, it's like saying, can I still have female friends if I'm married or in a relationship. Yes, you may, but you just need to know where your heart lies. Now, I'd also like to say that right now, especially for the older gods, they will take any kind of real estate that they can get. And I'm sure that a lot of people out there aren't too hip on giving up their lifelong beliefs and um, religious beliefs and practices to get to know another god. I can pretty much assure you if I said to 10 people who are Catholics, Christians, Muslims, all right, you want to meet and meet a, a work with a patron god, but it's going to equate to you giving up your previous religion and re- spiritual beliefs. Very rarely are people willing to do that unless, of course, they're appalled with their religion and then that's not a problem. So what I've observed nowadays is that these gods um, will take any kind of patronage, any kind of support any kind of linking that they can get they're not demanding because they like um if you've read american gods the more people know about them the more people believe in them the more powerful they become so for those of you who know me my patron is anubis aka anpu the egyptian god of death and the afterlife and um i'm going to share with you all how this worked i didn't do it like a pokemon kind of thing where i said oh i choose this god because he looks cool I never really knew much about him before I was 18 years old, okay? To be honest, one of my first forays into seeing him was actually in the movie The Mummy Returns, um, that there was this, you know, the the bracelet of Anubis and the army of Anubis, that's all I really knew about him. But that was the very first time I actually got to see what, you know, um, a v- actual visualization of that god would look like. Uh, And at that time, I was still young, and I was a lot stupider back then, I didn't pay it any mind. But I did begin to notice that there was some sort of synergy between me and the Egyptian pantheon. That for one reason or another, I just felt drawn, and I just felt, how do I say, attracted. To understanding more about the Egyptian practices, even to the point that my own mother <coughs> kind of observed this, and she started buying me Egyptian artifacts and things and souvenirs that she can get her hands on. It just it seems so natural to me. So as the years passed on, um, I began to notice a certain level of coincidental appearances more and more of Anubis, and it was like, wow, yeah, that's Anubis, cool. It was like. I kind of came across him, but we weren't friends yet, we didn't know each other yet, I didn't really get to connect to him yet. And it wasn't really until around 2015 that me and a fellow magician decided to do an invocation of, um, To uh, each of us did our own invocation of an Egyptian deity. He chose his, I won't share his experience, and I chose Anubis. And it was funny because um, we worked together. When he did his invocation, I just recorded everything was going on and spoke to his chosen God. And when I did mine, um, he actually got creeped out. (laughs) Because he was like, whoa, uh, the minute I did Anubis invocation, it was almost as if the room went really, really, really dark, for lack of a better word. It was kind of like he was beginning to sense the energies of the afterlife. Um, And then it was so funny because an earthquake happened afterwards and I don't know if that had any correspondence to it but then it was kind of like a sign for me that like if I'm going to continue working with this and if he is a god of death it might end up you know causing death and I didn't want that but the real weird stuff started happening during the pandemic and it was during the pandemic that I ever got my first tattoo now for those of you who don't know a tattoo is for life I'm sure you know that and from all things that I got I actually got a tattoo of Anubis on my right hand my right wrist and um it just started growing from there more and more that the connection the correspondence with him the the patronage just kept on boosting more and more and now people basically associate Anubis with me one person even asked me sir Rob are you Anubis and I said no I'm not Anubis I am not the god of death but I do give him patronage so, the question now you're probably going to ask is, how do we do this? First and foremost, foremost, this is, like I said, not a Pokemon kind of thing. They're like, oh, that looks cool. I want that. I kind of observe that it's not you who selects the god. It's kind of like the god who selects you. So, the first thing you need to do is find out which deity has been trying to get more and more attention in your life. And it could be any deity. And if you ask me why they do this, I have no idea. Um, If you kind of want to understand their motives, I do recommend you read American Gods. I mean, that would give you a good understanding. It is fiction, but it can kind of give you an understanding on a fictional setting of how the dynamics of old deities work, how they want that more of attention. So it's not about you selecting one, it's about you discovering which one was watching after you all along like one person i spoke to recently i told them that i had a very strong feeling this one particular goddess was interested in her and i asked her what do you think about this i I didn't say no no this goddess said you i just said what do you think about this and she was like oh my god that really fits so that's number one don't choose a a deity because i don't think you can do that instead try to discover which one is resonating with you. Now, what are some signs of resonance? You feel comfortable, you feel that's part of you, you feel it's truth, and it's also correlating to a lot of things about who you are. Like, for those of you who know about my own magical practice, I consider myself a hermetic ceremonialist. Now, the funny thing about it is that um, in the Greco-Egyptian times, the gods Hermes Trismegistus and Anubis were formed into one god called Hermanubis. So basically, hermetic aspects can also be very much attributed to Anubis. Another thing I also discovered about Anubis is that he loves diviners, he loves the people who the other world, and he loves black coffee. And that was like, whoa, that is like uber trippy. And he also loves alcohol, and I'm very much into my whiskey, people who know that about me now. Provided that you've already kind of discovered, okay, yeah, let's say it's um, Enki. I discovered that the god Enki is trying to communicate with me, and I feel that he or she or it, whatever, is resonating with me on an internal level. Like I said, a sign of resonance is you feel comfortable. If you feel scared, intimidated, worried, pressured, um, angry, anything negative, drop it. It means it doesn't fit with you. Like Anubis... If he appeared in, in my room right now in full form as a jackal, I wouldn't freak out and scream. I'd be like, whoa, that's awesome. Okay? Uh, so that being said, if you're having any negative en- e- feelings about the entity or about the, the deity, drop it. Look for another one. Now, number two, provided you've already found it, the next thing you need to do is create a devotional altar. It does not need to be too complex. It doesn't need to be, you know, with all of the statues and everything. If you can't find the statues, simply printing printing out a picture of the god and putting it in a frame and treating it with respect and placing it in a place of reverence in your home can, can do as well. One thing you can simply do is make offerings. Like, you can make offerings of candles, of incense, of libations, and things like that. And if you can procure more and more artifacts that symbolize uh this deity the more reverence you give to that altar the more you communicate with that altar the better the relationship will become think of it kind of like making a friend that the more you communicate the more it's like adding them on facebook you know yeah your friends on facebook but do you ever miss it message each other do you ever talk if you talk every day if you video chat if you like their posts if you comment on their wall They're going to communicate with you more. And I think it's the same thing here with the gods that you're trying to connect to. That if you feel that a certain god, it could be Thor, it could be Amastatsaru, it could be Baal, who knows? You want to give them a place of reverence. Now, once again, this is where the idea between... Um, changing religions comes into play. Because some people say, well, does that not equate worship? Not necessarily. That just simply makes means that you're putting a space in that person's in that in your life for that spirit or for that deity. So you could still be Muslim, Buddhist, Catholic, whatever, as long as you know where your heart lies. It means this is a relationship I have with the goddess Anubis or the god Anubis. It's not gonna super say, supersede my connection, to example, my Savior Jesus Christ, and my Fealty to the Lord above, the, the High Father, but ultimately speaking, there's room for other gods in my life. Now, number three, try to find the correspondences of that god. What does the god like? What does the god not like? What colors? What scents, etc. And try to incorporate it into your life. Literally speaking, like, light the incense. Um, if he, Example, for example, Anubis, if he likes coffee, I usually put a shot of coffee on his altar in my room and I basically offer it to him. And once it's done, I take it. It kind of, like, connects me to him and connects me to him, uh, him to me. But at the end of the day, you do want to make space for this God in your life. Now, fourth, and most importantly, bring good publicity to this God. Okay? I cannot stress this further. If you're going to have a patron and you're going to do a dick move, like, you know, become a total jackass on media and stuff, and you're going to bring bad publicity to that god, that god is either, at best, is going to abandon you, at worst, is going to smite you. Like, I know one person that had a particular deity as their patron, and wherever this person would go, they would always say, let's just say it's Baal, yeah, thank you Baal, this for that Baal, that for Baal, and at first he was okay, and then he became a total tool. He started becoming a parasite, a huge victim, started... Becoming somebody everybody hated. And you know what? That God pretty much just said, this guy can go F himself. Because one theory that I have is that these gods are looking for new representatives. They're looking for new avatars. They're looking for spokespersons. Okay? And if you're not going to do a good job as a spokesperson, that God will cut you off. And any, how do I say, benefits or any kind of, um, what's the word, advantages you may have from working with that God will be gone. And that's the bare minimum. And it's so funny because that person who lost that God, it was very funny because another person that I know who is also very Catholic started telling me, dude, I'm very interested in this particular God. I was like, wow, that was the patron of so-and-so. It seems to me that that the energy of that patron shifted to somebody else. Number five, keep this in mind. It's not all about you. In other words, don't think that you are the only patron of Anubis, or the only patron of Ares, or the only patron of Selene. No, these are gods, okay? They want to have a lot of people. Now, they may, they may literally be nicer to you if you do greater things and bring more positive publicity to them, but it's not all about you. In other words, every religion, every belief system has more than one priest, has more than one high priest or high priestess, and don't be surprised if you come across somebody who had an identical or a similar experience to you. And if you hear that, consider that a validation. All right? Like recently, I just found out from a podcast three years ago that there was this occultist in the halfway around the world who had an almost identical experience with Anubis that I had just recently. And she had it three years ago. And I wasn't jealous saying, oh, Anubis chose her and not me. No. I was like, wow, there are other Anubians out there. All right, And that is just a validation that you are tapping into something greater here. So, I hope this answers the questions about how to develop a better relationship with your God. Show them respect. They are not demons. They are not underling spirits. You don't command them. Okay? It's like imagine talking to a general or a dignitary from another nation and you're commanding them. That's an easy way of you getting put in jail. Same thing here. Anything you do with any kind of God that you connect to, always show them reverence. They are not tools. Actually, we mortals are actually the tools in this reality. Stay safe, everyone, and have fun.